This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good fucking morrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, the producer board up for the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Joining me as always, he is the executive producer of the other side of midnight and overnight news anchor. Alex Barnard is here. Yeah. Say something. Say hello. Yeah. Say hello to the people. Yeah. Also joining me, the associate producer, phone screen, a telephone town coordinator, and overnight sports anchor, the runway model, Kenneth is here. Hey, hi, how you doing? Yeah, there you go. This is go. the darker side of midnight where we tell you what Frank Morano didn't. And we do this show every morning right after we are done. With the other side of midnight, it is now 5.17 a.m. on Tuesday, February 7th, and we have just finished another episode of the other side of midnight, and let's go over some of the things. Did you just burp? Yeah, but my mic was off. So. Uh, why was your mic off? I want to hear those things. See, first nice of all, belch. well, no, no, no. I like to hear I, that kind of stuff. When I'm when I'm drinking water into the microphone, you're like, well, I don't oh, hear. oh, turn down. Yeah, you know why? Here. Because I don't want to hear. Dude, clank your, your big fucking water jug. That thing is you. Well, don't hit the mic, you moron. Hit the table. <laughs> He's going to break it. Yeah, like hit the table. It. Just put it down. Smash it. Smash it. Just put it down. Yeah, that's you're, what I hear. You're pulling a Murano right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I hear. I don't want to hear the bell. That. I want the bell. Yeah. Yeah, we need the bell. Ding! The bellhop bell. Like I'm looking for the, uh, I'm at the hotel. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he- I bet you Frank probably uses that bell when he's sick in bed to, to summon Rachel. Rachel? He's got, no, he's got a bigger bell. <laughs> he's got when a he, big when, cow bell? He's, no, he's, no got, he's got like he's got the boxing match bell. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, like when no, the round starts. Yeah. He's got a, a built-in like home doorbell system. That's like <laughs> yeah. for like ding, dong. Or you got like an alarm that and, goes off in the kitchen or something? Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or now you well now you can just use your cell phone and you like you probably he probably has some app that's hooked up to Rachel's phone exclusively just to annoy her. Yeah. Just yeah, hits, yeah. hits the button <laughs> and it rings or it buzzes and he probably told her this is the sound I want you to use so you know it's always mitt something like that. See that's the shit I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear you closing your water bottle. Yeah, but that my water bottle was off. Or my water bottle. My microphone was off. Well, I heard it. You want to hear a big bell? I heard it in Yeah, that I'd rather hear. That's at least funny than background clanking around. <laughs> there, yeah, there you that. go. That, that's the things that I like to hear. Cool. So You should get me a fart mic. But anyway, I stole that joke from somebody you, else. You want to put the mic up your ass is what you're saying? No, not up my whoa, ass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what you just said. Near it. And if I have to fart, I go. So you, you want a separate microphone just for that? 
Yeah, but just, that's a, it's I ripped that joke from something else. That's that'd be so disgusting. It'd be hilarious. I mean, that would smell bad. Yeah, but it'd be hilarious. That, that's a mic you could take home. How about you get a separate mic for that? <laughs> fart bring mic. it in. Take home. Get a fart mic. Yeah, just uh, that's it. And that that mic you'd have to condemn it. I you have to touch <laughs> it with gloves. Oh. Uh. You, yeah, you, put it in like a glass don't, case. Don't, there's a reason. Yeah. The reason why you don't put it near your face is because you get pink eye. <laughs> right, you probably would. <laughs> Disgusting. So Frank talked a lot about a lot of different things today. Uh, the one mystery of the show was where the quote came from, because Frank's dad uh, got COVID, and it was eventual that every listen. They say that everybody's going to get COVID eventually. Right. I oh, had yeah. it. Alex, did you have, you have COVID? I, I, yeah, I had it last year. I'm I surprised. Had Ken had it. We I'm, all had it. I'm surprised my mom still hasn't gotten it. And really? It's, it's like three years in. Yeah. She's, she never got she, it? She has never once gotten it. Yeah. yeah. As and far he, as I know, Frank hasn't had COVID either. Um, Yeah, I don't think he has, no. We thought that he might have it yeah, there was last a scare. year, and he did the show from home for a couple of days, mm-hmm. but that was it because he te- his test was inconclusive. So really? they said, don't come in, and then he tested negative. So he's never had it either. Uh, but Frank's father down in Florida talked about that he got COVID, and the big mystery was where this quote came from and for, about, you know, there's three books on the bookshelf, return to the library, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Frank didn't know where it was from, and I'm, I'm in my head, and he's like thinking it's something I should know. And then he, afterwards he goes, oh, yeah, we quote that movie all the time. How do you quote a movie all the time and you don't even know the movie? Well, yeah. Yeah, and he said he said what the movie was, but I think it's I think it's Arthur, but I'm not sure. And then no, that was being a- Arthur, but that was afterwards. Did he say before somebody said it's I, I th- Arthur? I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. Say, didn't he say that it might be from Arthur? Yeah, yeah. But he I, was I, like, I don't think it is because I couldn't find it. I'm the best Googler on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did say that, and 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 of course everybody tried to Google it, and that quote didn't come up. Right. And I thought, well, maybe it's not the exact quote. He, he didn't write it exactly correctly. But I searched for the clip. You found the clip. Yes. How did you find it? Um, well, after after we knew what it was, yeah. you, you, were found, you found the clip. Right, yeah. I just found it. Because we were all time. looking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Frank yeah. claimed that he couldn't find it with just typing in what the quote right. was. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't work. But um, actually, it was funny when you when you said you thought it was from that Seinfeld episode. I thought it was from that too. Yeah, you know, or like it was kind of re- related to it, right? You know, about the library book being. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And the Frank goes, "Well, why didn't he say Tropic of Cancer?" And why didn't? And I was Which like, makes well, sense. Yeah, if you I didn't even Seinfeld. remember that was the book that I was didn't. Called. Either. Well, that's yeah. why I asked him. I said, "Well, does your dad know Seinfeld as well as you do?" That he would know, and he said, "Yes." I so mean, I thought, yeah. "All right, that's true. He would say that." But we, we solved that. I was the big show mystery today. The Morano uh, mystery. The yeah, Mor- right. <laughs> the, yeah, I should have played the Morano mystery <laughs> sounder because that was the big Morano mystery uh, today. Uh, we did get, we went through the mail and he did read a comment. There was a couple of comments mm. uh, about the podcast. Now, one of the comments, the first one, they they referenced the darker side of midnight and then talked about Curtis and his sidekick or whatever they said. And it was not about the darker side of midnight. That was about Curtis's show, the uh, which is officially another side of midnight. Curtis calls it the other other side of midnight, 
or he likes to say it's the better side of the other side of midnight. And so Curtis and Avery do the Bash Frank hour every Sunday morning at 4 a.m. Sometimes it's at 3 a.m. Most of the time it's at 4 a.m. And I don't want anybody to get confused between this podcast and the Bash Frank hour. No, sir. Because, first off, number one, we don't comb through the 20 hours of the show to analyze backwards and forwards what we can what we can find and take out of context to what Frank said, mm-hmm. write a script about it, and then put it on the air at 4 a.m. and cackle and laugh uh, the entire time at the things that Frank said that may or may not be so funny. We right. don't take all that time. We don't have we don't have a week nope. to think about what we're gonna say on Sunday morning. Because we do this show, like I say every day, I give the time and the date because if you're listening to this show, you have to go listen to the same day show of the other side of midnight with Frank Morano, because we're talking about the same things that Frank talked about today. Today being, of course, February 7th. Yeah. Right. So we don't have a whole week to think about what we're going to say. We have literally minutes. We write down things that really Frank just talked about uh, a few hours ago or an hour ago or two hours ago, three hours ago. And I write down like a line, one line of what Frank talked about. And then we come here and talk about it. We do it off the dome. Off the dome, baby. Exactly. And, And another thing, too, like you said... They take things and they have to spin and twist Frank's words around and create this narrative. We pick out things that we think Frank is just blatantly wrong about. Wrong, And right. often it usually is about one topic or another, and we do it off the dome. Some things are wrong. Some things are right. We agree. We disagree. We talk about the topics that Frank talked about and the way he talked about them. We don't just sit there and find things to strictly make fun of Frank. Right. That's not the whole goal or the aim. It's just to is to talk about the show to give our take about the show. Exactly. And in exactly. that, and in that, if we end up making fun of Frank or poking fun at Frank as something that he said that was stupid, then we we talk about it. Right. But that's not the entire podcast that we do. Twenty five to thirty minutes per day is not just let's see what we can bash Frank about today. Right. We don't we don't do that. That's not at all even the goal. If nope. it comes out, it comes out, but are the goal of this was to talk about things Frank talked about to give our take and our spin about that. So, don't get confused with the darker side of midnight and another side of midnight, the bash Frank hour where Avery goes and finds some cut of Frank and then thinks about it for a week. Like he was hired as like WABC researcher just to bash Frank. Exactly. And that's kind of what it turned into. Looking the archives. Exactly what it turned into. And by the way, you know, I had the idea for this show months ago. As Frank has talked about it, Curtis even talked about the rap. Oh, I do the rap. I do the rap. No, I had the idea already. 
And then they took this idea and went a step further. And Sid, the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the rap. Oh, there should be a wrap-up show. It should be about this show. Oh, I got Curtis doing the rap on my show every day at 12 o'clock is what Sid was saying. And, and you know what? Sid said this thing would never come off the ground. Nobody would listen. Well, let me tell you, Sid. Yeah. People are listening. Well, go, nobody nobody wanted it. No, yeah, well, go, go look at the numbers, pal. <laughs> look at the numbers. Oh, yeah. The numbers talk. And trust me, people are listening. And somebody then did actually uh, send Frank an email or whatever, post message, SMS text message, as he always likes to say. I don't even know why he SMS. says that. Just to be, why do you waste the words? Waste the breath to say SMS. I don't know. He, he, wastes text. A, he wastes a lot of words and a lot How of breath. How much breath do you think it, it takes when he goes, why? Where? He's he's expelling all the air that is in his lungs. <laughs> I know. It's like, like yeah, just he, he's, why? He, he's wasting five sips of the scarce water that we don't have. <laughs> not only, the, not, exactly. not only that, but, you know, what's going to happen? He smokes more cigars. That white <laughs> is going to start making him cough. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The way he expels all that air. But somebody did write a message about this show and said basically that they didn't like it. We were stern-like, cursing, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck off. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we're doing. Stern-like is the best compliment juvenile. you could have given us. Yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't think about being juvenile, I think. I, you know, I, I it was just like, yeah, okay, good. Thank yeah, you, you. You just boosted our ego like thank ten, you. tenfold. Yeah. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. I take anything as a compliment when you talk about this show, whether it's negatively, podcast, show, whatever you want to fucking call it. Listen. People think Frank's show is like a novel, one of the greatest works, and they think ours is like a comic book. But hey, I I like reading novels and comic books. Sometimes I want to read a comic book, and I like reading this comic book particularly. If you want to say this is the uh, National Enquirer, Mad Magazine, (laughs) the Weekly World News. The New York Post. Yeah, the New York Post or whatever, any other rag you want to say it is. I'm okay with that. I don't care. It's a pamphlet to go get pizza at your local pizzeria for all I care. Yeah. doesn't matter. To me, it's all a compliment. I'm liking it. So it's fine. And we, do don't, you... we don't even fucking curse that much, so I don't know. <laughs> Not that yeah, I don't know what the fuck that stupid fucking idiot's talking about. <laughs> Not fuck that, him. Yeah, no. fuck that. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, we, we, we don't like. <laughs> well, you know, we did start off yesterday's episode talking about making out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was true. that was kind of fun. And uh, yeah. I told Alex to bend over, and I would I would bang him from behind. So maybe that's what. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe about. maybe he didn't he, like. He that just so happened much. to hear that episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was his, that was the his first introduction to the darker side of midnight. Of me going, oh, me and Kenny are staying away from Alex because he's sick. So we're gonna make out over here. And Alex got mad. I go, well, you want me to say fuck? I'll fuck Kenny instead. Or I'll come fuck you over there. That's the, that was his introduction to this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we can little, say that. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's a little much. It's it, like a little... It's well, a, it's he a got... Little, so what? He got, the, cares? he got the darkest side that you could get. Of the darker side of midnight. Literally.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Frank talked about this book that he has that's worth $425 or that he saw somewhere, and it's, like, brand new. Totally forgot about it for the last 16, 17 years. Probably more knowing Frank that it's actually more years. That he didn't even know the book existed. He's a hoarder. He established this. That thing had two inches of dust on it. Yeah, (laughs) that, that his mother found in her house as they're cleaning out the house and said, hey, is this your book? And he said, yeah. And he looks it up, and he finds out that it's worth $425 bucks. Maybe you can get 500 for it. And he's like, well, I don't know. If it's worth that much now, maybe later on in 10 or 20 years, it'll be worth even more. Or, how about this, Frank? It's worth fucking nothing in 20 years. Right. It doesn't go up in value at all. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, mean, how do you even know that? I'm not, on the book like that. Yeah, what even? Do you guys even remember what the book was? No. I, I have no idea what the book but was. He's, no. he's, he's treating it like people treated Beanie Babies back in the right. day. Like they thought it was going to be like... You know, oh, in, in a few years, these will be worth, like, millions of dollars. And it's like, not no, really, because they no. mass-produced them. It's, you know? a, exactly. it's, it's a big, giant book. And I don't know what book it was, and I doubt something like that is going to rise in value so yeah. much I bet it's, I bet that it's, it's going to be worth holding on to for 20 years when you could sell it now for 500 bucks. I bet it's how to watch paint dry for dummies. Yeah, it yeah. could you be. Know, Dude, something he, like that. He's acting like he has the original, like, War and Peace copy. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, like uh, it's it's the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> that copy they forgot about. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, it's a book. So, you know what? He was saying that his wife, his mother, they were like, just sell it, man, make some money. And he goes, well, I think I'm going to keep it. I'm like, fuck that, just sell the damn thing. Now, I have stuff that is actually valuable that I am keeping, that if I would, were to sell it now, I could get a pretty penny for it, but I guarantee it. In 20 years, it's going to be worth even more money. Blaze has like a piece of like Michael Jackson's hair. I wish. Yeah, like a yeah. Ziploc bag. I wish I had something like that. That'd be worth a fortune. I mean, you, you've got dead. some cool Kiss memorabilia. That, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I have, mm-hmm. and I have posted this in a Kiss Collectibles Facebook group. Uh, I have what is considered one of the Holy Grail. Of Kiss collectibles. This is not just any Kiss collectible. This is a holy grail of Kiss collectibles. Now, there's a few of what they consider holy grail that are very hard to come by Kiss collectibles. And one of them, I think the the biggest one is there was, and I don't I don't remember if it was the actual motorcycle or a picture. I think it's the actual motorcycle really? that they tried to put out like a Kiss motorcycle. And I don't remember how many years ago. And By I think, Harley or? I forget who was the maker of it, but there's a picture of it, like Gene sitting on this motorcycle. It looks like a chopper. Mm, that's and pretty cool. I believe that is like the holiest of holy grails. Mm-hmm. Now, what I have that is considered a holy grail is the Kiss Japan, the Kiss, I guess, let me say this right, the 1977 Japan Crew tour jacket. 
Nice. Now, I have this because back in the day, my parents were friends with Kiss's tour manager, and he gave this jacket to my dad. I have had it all of these years. That's the, so cool. The thing is in horrible shape. Just It's dirty. There's a little rip in the back. Ooh. A little tiny one. But again, it is a holy grail collectible. It doesn't um, matter the condition. Right. Really. It is one of those things. I mean, it does matter to an extent. Uh, yeah. But I guarantee I could easily right now probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 grand for this jacket. Oh, really? Shit. Uh, in, in 2005, this jacket, now the one that was sold in 2005, Eddie Kramer who is a music producer. Right. Produced Kiss Records. Of Jimi Hendrix fame as he, well, too. Right. He produced, I believe he produced uh He produced Destroyer? the first record. Was he it produ- Destroyer? No, no. He produced the first record. The very first. The, the very first. Yeah. The, Bob Ezrin was Destroyer. Right. You're the, right. You're uh, right. Who also did The Wall by Pink Floyd. Right. So Eddie Kramer was a music producer. They gave Eddie Kramer one of these jackets. Eddie Kramer basically put it in plastic and stored it. For 30 years. Oh, so it was mint. So it went up for auction, and in 2005, in mint condition, I mean mint pristine right, condition, right. sold for five grand in really? 2005. Damn. So I'm thinking my jacket, even in the condition that it's in, you know, fifth, what, 17, 18 years yeah. later, is going to be worth probably closer to 10 grand. Does it have Somewhere. like patches on it? Like yeah, so patch if or? you look it up, um, there is a picture of Paul Stanley and Peter Chris together wearing this jacket. So it's a white satin jacket, because, you know, satin was the thing in the 70s. Oh, that was in. And there's, a, on one side, there's a tiger, which if you look at the Kiss Alive 2 album, it's a double album, and when you open it up, it shows Peter Chris used to, his drums used to rise, and it was these big two tigers. Mm. So it's one of those tigers on one side, I think, and it says Kiss on one side, and it has a little logo, and it says Japan Tour 77. And then on the back, it has some, like, Japanese symbol <laughs> on it in the back. Yeah, see, there, I wanted to hear that. There's, you got there's, the cough there's on the call. tape. I, I had to consciously cool, turn it on to do that. Yeah, but. see? So <laughs> it has this. Uh, so you could tell this is the jacket. I mean, mm-hmm. and, so, and I so I posted, and there were people that were like, oh, my God. I mean, these are KISS collectors. And I said, I'm not a collector. And you just you just happen to have this I have amazing for piece I have, of memorabilia. I have that and the other memorabilia that I have that was that's pretty cool that I did find out through this group that there there's others um that that vary. Though I have a shirt that says Gene Simmons Man of a Thousand Faces in this kind of old English writing and it's raised lettering on the shirt. Mm-hmm. On the back it says the man of nineteen seventy eight. And on Gene Simmons' solo record that the Kiss put out together, all four of them put out solo albums in 1978. Right. Um, Man of a Thousand Faces is a song on that record. The Manor was the recording studio. And then on the top, in no- another stitching, almost like a letter, it says Peter. Mm. And the story that I got from my dad was that uh, Billy, who we knew, gave the shirt to my dad, but Peter had, or Gene had given the shirt to Peter Chris. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Peter gave it to Billy, and Billy huh. gave it to my dad. And wow. I found out through this group, because I posted a picture of it, they said, oh, yeah, there's other shirts that were given out that have other things from the manner of from that album that Gene was giving out this shirt. And they, they said they saw other shirts like that. Not that one in particular, but other ones. So that's very rare. 
Did you say what mm-hmm. album it was that they were recording? Or oh no, this is a solo record. It was Gene Simmons' solo record. Right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I posted and I showed you guys. I have an autograph mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, that was so cool. to me. It says to Matt, feel better in rock and roll, Gene Simmons, and it was written on like a brown paper bag, is what it looks like, because inside of that was wrapped a Kiss sleeping bag, and really? I, I had an accident. Damn. That's when, cool. I, when I was eight years old, I had this, I fell off my bike down like two flights of concrete steps and Jesus. had a concussion, was in the wow. hospital. And when I came home, like a couple days later, my dad goes, gives me this thing, and that's what it said. And he and then when I ripped it open, he goes, be oh, careful. He was like, God. he was like, be careful. So we we took it apart very carefully, and inside was the kid's sleeping bag, which I still have to this day, which is not in the greatest of shape. And it, said, it had this thing, and my dad had it framed. So it says, to Matt, feel better in rock and roll. So, of course, of course, when I post this picture and say this, tell the story, what do what some of these assholes on the group say? Oh, yeah, that's fake. Nice yep. of your dad to uh, give you, you some hope or something yeah. like that. Like, sure. oh, of, of you know, course. yeah, like nice of your dad to fake you out with a fake Gene Simmons autograph. And I said to him in the group, you know, and then there were people that were like, why do people always have to shit on stuff? And I said, it's just envy. That's the yeah, thing, but fa- Facebook is a fucking cesspool of just hate-filled people that just love to right. shit on everyone else exactly. and bring everyone else down to, yeah. to hide their insecurities. And, and my answer to this was, listen, I am not a collector. I just happen to have cool stuff. And, like, I have one of the rarest Kiss collectibles <laughs> ever. Why the fuck would I lie yeah, exactly. about a Gene Simmons autograph that millions of people have? Right. Exactly. Why would I lie about that? It makes no sense. That, that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, yeah, it, it's complete jealousy. Yeah, and that's what Small it is. Small-minded people. And we get that in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Constantly, there's a lot of envy. Uh, there's a lot of hate. And it is haters and fans, but a lot of hate from Frank to, to Frank about if he's a good host, if he's a bad <laughs> host, if this host is better, that host is better. Which is, I don't understand why people do that. I don't understand, why do you talk about other hosts? Like, why would you come to this group to talk about other hosts? Well, and you read the, you can read the rules? I mean, come on. I I don't understand, like, these are adults that don't know how to behave. That's the, that is the ironic part, is that they talk about all this other stuff, but they can't behave and act in a civilized manner toward each other. I mean, I have a, exactly. I have a theory about older. It, it, I feel like this happens to a lot of older adults. Like I honestly think that after a certain age, maybe they hit you know like sixty-five, seventy, you start going back to behaving like a child again. You know, be, and it's not. It's not anything of like. You know, because they have uh, nothing else better to do because they're retired. Right. And yeah. they have nothing else. Uh, and this is why. Because my, my, you know, listen, my mom's retired. And I'm going to tell you what ends up happening when you, when retired people, when people get old. This is what their entire day is surrounded by. It's the next meal. Oh, yep, yeah. Yep. Looking forward to that. It's, it's the next meal and doctor's appointments. Right. That's all their life becomes. Yeah, because for real. they have nothing else to do except to plan the next meal and talk about their doctor appointments. That's it. Yeah. So they come on this Facebook group and they just bitch at each other and complain, and it's it makes no sense. Why can't people have a civilized conversation? Why do people have to talk down in a condescending tone toward other people? And it happens. 
all the time. Now, I understand there are certain things that happen in that Facebook group that are annoying. Like, it's annoying when they complain about Curtis and how disrespectful he is to Frank. It's annoying because Frank has said, I don't know how many times, too many to count. I have lost count. That, That he doesn't care. It's Curtis is promoting the show. Curtis is talking about the show. He always says, you got to listen to Frank because I can't listen all those hours. You got to listen to the other side of midnight, one to five weekdays. He always says that. And Frank always says, it's Curtis. He's just kidding around. And people go, no, 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 no. He's not kidding. And Frank goes, no, he is kidding. And then they go, well, I don't care if he's kidding. He's crossed the line. Blah, 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 blah. And they complain about it to Frank. They write him emails. They put it in the Facebook group. All the time. And there are a few people in the group go, well, here we go again. Well, it's it's also funny, too, because a lot of the time in the Facebook group, it's people coming at each other's throats personally, and then it's not even about Frank anymore. Exactly. It's just yeah. to, like, roast each other and physical appearance. You look at their profile picture. You're yeah. fat. You're this. You're that. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. Go, it's, like, well, vicious. They go, well, you're stupid. Yeah. Well, you smell like shit. Yeah, well, you you're know, stupid. Like, <laughs> look at you. Yeah. Look at your picture. It, it's like Who a, are you? You don't even have a picture. Who are you to tell me? It's like a fucking playground Shut up, I mean, for goodness sake. It is. It's something with... Social media and maybe being behind the keyboard, like they always say, the keyboard warriors. Yeah. And that, that they just feel, they find the need or that they're empowered to just say whatever the fuck they want, where all manners mm-hmm. go right out the window. Exactly. And, and that's what happens. All right. So we're going to wrap this up with our new segment. It is called The Dumbest Thing Frank Said Today. And here is. The dumbest thing Frank said today. But if I ever get fired from here, I would try to go work for George Santos. Just for the entertainment value. It would be like a Solomon King situation again. And there you have it. Frank's going to go work for George Santos. Not surprising. Like we always say, go listen to the same day, February 7th edition of The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. This has been The Darker Side of Midnight without Frank Morano. And like we always end it, your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered.